<laughs> Welcome to Save the Cowboy. My name is Kevin Weatherby, and it's good to have y'all with us today. Today we've got our regulars. We have the voice of Cowboy Conversations, our executive director, Mrs. Sarah Thorpe. Good morning. Good morning, Sarah. We also have our uh, ranch manager, Mr. Ty Weber. Say hello. Good morning. Good morning. And then we have Mitch Gorman, who heads up our serving ministry, runs one of our, lives on one of our ranches, and... Uh, just he got a haircut. It's pretty nice looking. It's good. It is. It's like a month ago. I know. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's I don't think weeks. that's true. I don't it's think been that's two weeks true. And we didn't see it last week. So. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a month ago. It, it does pretty seem like sure. a month ago. But, but just, just I would so, remember when I got my haircut. No, you would I, You I didn't even not, remember though. the last time you got a haircut. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just don't want to admit when it was. <laughs> or who it was but by. You, well, he has luscious locks. And for people like me and Ty yeah. that are, are hair uh, challenged, um, we're we're trying not to be uh, yeah. sinfully jealous. Yeah. Of no, just Mitch. be happy for him and his locks. It's yes. A good, it's a good, healthy envy. It yeah. is. It is. But we also have a special guest today our first special guest on save the cowboys cowboy conversations we have mr blake miller say hello blake good morning everybody yeah blake is uh he is our first intern yeah. and uh tell everybody about yourself blake just a little bit about me i come from a tiny town in southwest missouri kind of about 45 minutes is that, is that too close to the mic oh we're good okay. you're fine i didn't You're know fine. what the rules were no, i didn't I know. know how know. what proper protocol anyway we don't have rules we don't okay, have good. protocols good. Good. we make That's it up great. as we go make it up as we go yeah i come from a little tiny town in southwest missouri and just have a love for save the cowboy and uh been talking with mitch about possibly an internship with y'all and when when i finally got the green light just kind of over the moon i'm so thankful for this opportunity and just happy to be here and learn and grow and find where i fit in i couldn't wait till i saw you again because uh him and mitch pulled up with their horses this morning (laughs) and i went out said hi to them and then uh and then i made blake come back over and shake my hand again because blake roped his first uh yearling out in yeah Yeah, i did so that that that's important that that is really i remember my first one that i roped all by myself you know that and uh those are things that you do remember so congratulations blake you're making a you're making a, a hand early. Well, thank and, you. And you're doing a great job. Thank and, you so and much. We're, we're pleased to have you. So Glad uh, to be here. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about our views of God. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, why don't we start with you, Sarah, oh. since you are the voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, set the standard for us here and so that we can all just say what Sarah said. Okay, because it's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well... We're created in the image of God. And so the way I see it is almost if God were a carrot and and you finally shred the carrot and all those little pieces are all of his creations and they all have the essence of the carrot, but they're not the full carrot. Mm -hmm. So we're just the little shavings of God, which would mean we have like all those wonderful things that we love about each other. Um, Humor is one of my favorite ones. I think God has the best. He has to have the he best sense of humor. To. He has to. And that's so a, that's I. That's a really big carrot. <laughs> it's, it's the largest carrot that ever existed. <laughs> um, he's got to have the best sense of humor because. So we're all just a little chip off old carrot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe. Um, uh, flakes from the hay. There you Is go. You, okay. Is that no, better? I like it. I, no, I, yeah. no, I like the carrot. I like yeah. the carrot. That's how I see it. But the love that we have for each other, uh, the caring, the compassion, 
the desire to surround ourselves with each other to have those relationships. I think those are all little bits and glimmers of God and we can see God in those things. Um, but it's just a little bit. And so I believe when we die and go to heaven, we're just going to be absolutely floored about how truly wonderful and great God is and see all of those characteristics and traits as they were originally intended to be. Amen. What Sarah said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my, we're done. Where's my applause? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. That was, a, that was the applause button. That Thank you. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Ty, what about you? I've always seen God as uh, as a carrot. And <laughs> I've always felt like when you take a carrot and you shave it. Yeah. You know, That's deep, Ty. Are, have you heard this before? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. It's like a like a coconut. It's pretty profound. <laughs> oh, no, I'll stop no. this podcast <laughs> right now. I've seen God like a brick of cheese. <laughs> and when you grate it... <laughs> Aren't <laughs> you going to try it? This is an original thought from Ty. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like you guys know, like from my past, I I grew up Catholic, and and uh, I've always seen God as an angry face. Smite. My view of God has always been an angry face. Right. Um, disappointed in me, and and. I never, it was always like, you're not good enough. Right. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Ty, you got to do better. And finally, at some point, I'm just like, I can't do any better. I can't be good enough. So, so why try? What's the use? Right. I'm just going to, if I'm going to hell, I'm going in style. Right. And uh, and until recently, that was sort of my view. <clears throat> but now that it is no longer my view, the whole world has opened up. It, it's amazing because I see God in everything now. Nice. I, I truly do. Nice. I see him in everything. Um, and it's rarely with a frown. Right. Yeah. I know when I sin, God is not happy. Right. But I know when I sin that uh, Jesus steps in front of me and, and God sees him. And, and, uh, and I have my Redeemer and my, my buddy there to, to kind of speak for me and say, hey, give him another shot. You know, he's trying. Give him another shot. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's. I like it. It's, a, it's really cool. I like it. And my son helped me with that. He. Uh, a long time ago, he he was in the car and, and um, looked looked in the back seat. Kathy looked in the back seat, and Coy was just looking up in the sky and smiling. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you What are you looking at?" And he said, "I'm looking at God." Oh. And, and he says, "She said, what are you What's happening?" He said, "He's just smiling at me." Hmm. And I'm like, "Why does God smile at you?" And he never <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. And I realized God he is gotta smiling. Look. Yeah, you gotta he's, be open to him yeah, and look he's, for he's him. He's joyful and, mm-hmm. and happy. And he loves us, and in, in so right, yeah. No, oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to give you my headphones so that you can hear how loud you are. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah. I don't okay, have yeah. to share a mic. So yeah, probably this uh, is we're, too close. Yeah. No, you're good. You're yeah. good. Blake, what about you? Yeah. So for me, and I think it's kind of similar to Ty because, like, growing up, um, I kind of always saw God as distant, kind of as this cosmic being, just kind of out there in the universe somewhere, and He had the whole world to take care of. So, like, I was just kind of lost in the lost in the shuffle, lost in the shuffle, the yeah. fine details and stuff. And so, like, that's kind of my view of Him for so long. And then I, through through growth and realization, I realized that He's a personal God. 
He knows me by name. He knows how many hairs are on my head. I mean, he knows every, he knows me better than I know me. Right. Um, That's a and lot he of hairs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're yes, full this of volume is, this and is body. This is the luscious lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this of side of the, of the table. table. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I need to come over there. Exactly. You're on the wrong side, Sarah. Um, but I just came to that realization of... Um, he Uncolored wants- luscious locks. <gasps> oh my! Uh oh! How dare you? Uh oh! Your hair is do, always beautiful, Sarah. See? No, I've never seen a single gray God, hair on your hair. Glory salt and pepper coming in. What's the proverbs? Uh, gray hair is a crown of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that you have any. But I just- have lots of wisdom. Lots of gray. Yeah. But I just—he wants to be around you me. See your armpits. <laughs> I don't think. So. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't, don't want to go. We're there. interrupting you. No, Mike. you're I'm good. Sorry. No, don't worry, oh don't worry God. about it. Don't worry about it. He he stands at the door of my heart and my life and knocks, but he doesn't kick the door down. Right. He knocks because he wants to be a part of my life and wants to be involved in everything, but he doesn't push himself on me. Right. And just that realization of he wants he wants to be involved in every area of my life, and there's no area of my life that doesn't matter to him. Mm. And just that person, and, and the best way I came to learn that was just going by myself and spending quiet time by myself and doing that enough that all of a sudden I just felt this, um, just this piece of like, I could feel him right there and I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there just talking and I could just feel him there. And I came to the realization of he loves me and wants to be a part of <laughs> every part of my life. Mm-hmm. Love it. So Love that, it. I guess that would be my, uh, and I'm still growing in that. I don't say I have a full, I haven't fully come to the end of how I view God because it sure. changes and it grows. But sure. I guess that's where I am right now. Cool. Mitch? Man. <laughs> we took all the good ideas, didn't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is stuff that I've been coming up with for um, the whole past two days, and I think Blake just took all my stuff. So, <laughs> no, no. You know, I grew up really just thinking that God was just mildly disgusted with me all the time. Yeah. Um, light, to, light to moderate disgust. <laughs> light yes, to moderate yes. disgust. And it's just like, you know, I, and a lot like you, Ty, like I was just never good enough for anything. You know, everywhere I looked, I saw how much I fell short either from God or from other people. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I was always constantly chasing that affirmation either from, from anything just because I had that hole in my heart and instead of filling it with God, because I had an incorrect view of who he was. Um, that's nice. That I like that. <laughs> I like that. It, uh, it, it ruined my life for a long time mm-hmm. because I was constantly chasing that. And it really wasn't until just really just recently where I've really, uh, I've been listening to this John Eldridge book and he's been talking about having intimacy with God. And when I'm a, as a guy, when I hear that, I run the other it's way. Tough, isn't it? It's really tough. But I, I like John Eldridge. But yes. he has a lot of that talk, and yeah. it's hard for guys it to is. go. And he's a know. manly man, and he is. Like, yeah. And he's not like this Fabio Christian. Like he's right. a manly man. So when he says it, I'm more apt to listen to it. But it's just like I've really been growing lately with just laying down my pride and really accepting the love that he has for me. And that you know, when Christ died on that cross for us, he died for all the wrong things that I have done. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I what I do. He doesn't love me any more or love me any less than he already does right now. And he's not mildly disgusted with me. You know, I've, this has been a realization for me. You know, I've, I've looked at sin um, my whole life as just, you know, something to stay away from because it doesn't, it makes God mad. When in reality, I've learned here lately that sin isn't what makes God mad. It doesn't make God mad at all. Like he's mad at sin, but he's not mad at me. It says that in Romans 1. Yeah. 
it talks about God's hatred of sin. He's not mad at us, but he's mad at sin because of what sin does yeah, you to can't, us. You can't hate something you love. Right. No, I mean, you yeah. can hate something that someone yeah. you love does. Right. But you can't hate what you love. Yeah. And, and, and God loves us. And that's why that's why he hates sin. And that's why Jesus died on the cross is because he, it breaks his heart when we go down that road because it it leads to nothing but more baggage and pain and despair. And that's why it breaks his heart, you know. And so I've really just been trying to rest in the intimacy of God, of, of him just saying, I don't care how bad you mess up. I love you anyways. And this has been a social experience I've been running in my own life, and it's been really hard here lately. I've been trying to lay down my own pride in every relationship in my life, just like he does to me. You know, 1 Corinthians talks, 13 talks about keeping no record of wrong. True, true love keeps no records of wrongs. <laughs> you want to talk about I, 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 a tough I think a lot of churches battle? need to... Need to. Yes. A lot of diverse. people like, and, and I've noticed like my relationships are growing so much more and it's been tough, but, but the more that I do that, the more I see God in all of my relationships and I see God in everything, you know, we're in full-time ministry. And whenever I do that to, to people who can do nothing for me, I see God through that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I like it. Yeah. So I, mine, you know, I, I was ab. That's okay. Uh, God was, I was fine with him being God. You know, the, the, the omnipotent being that created everything, you know, from, from us to the trees and all of that, of, of him being, you know, that Elohim, you know, the God, I am. I was, I was fine with him being that way. But but as I started growing, and especially, and I know how I know how crazy this sounds. Even whenever I gave my life to him, and ended up making a career out of telling other people about him, is that he became a boss. You know, like I work for him, and and he's a good boss. I ne- I never thought otherwise. You know, even though the Bible says he'll hold me to a higher standard than than somebody else, I I was fine with that. But there was one aspect of God that I just couldn't I, I couldn't wrap my head around and and that was Abba. Mm. I thought you were gonna say Lamanitis. Navicular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Navicular. Your worst fear ever. Yeah, my worst oh, no, fear. I, I can't ever. sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell that story. Now I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Yeah, night. we'll Thanks we'll tell that story to another man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I, I I was fine with God being God and God being my boss. I was not fine with God being Abba, which means daddy. <laughs> How come? Because my dad let me down. Oh, interesting. I Because my dad, and, and I love my dad. I was going to say, interesting, my dad let me down too. I, well, I mine mean, did too. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the deal. I love him. Though, but. He was a great the, dad. The, the, my dad was a great dad for all. Oh, and my, like my dad fitness. is too, but but my dad, my mom and dad got a divorce. And my dad left. Mm-hmm. My dad left. Mm-hmm. He left me. And I'm not mad at him about it. I mean, I'm divorced now. Well, I'm remarried now. But, um, you know, I mean, I've been through a divorce. But as a young kid, mm-hmm. I felt like my daddy left me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize how big of an impact that had on me. And one night in this house, um, I, I was going through a, a, a really uh, 
extended period of growth. <laughs> That's the best way I can say it without using a bunch of cuss words. <laughs> Was there some laying on the floor and groaning going on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and um, anyway, in that day, I had read this, that Abba, mm. Abba. And anyway, and I knew, I, I could feel it with everything. The Holy Spirit was saying, you need to go to your daddy and crawl up in his lap and talk to him. Mm. And I said, no. And I said, yeah. no, out loud, no. My, my wife at the time and my kids were in the, they had no idea what was going on. I was in my room by myself. And I was like, no. And it was like, yes. <laughs> and it really turned a little bit comical. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> and finally, I did it. And it turned into a snot-slinging, mm. ugly, ugly. But ever since then, my first view of God now is my daddy. I love that. I had that it's last week. Did you? Yeah, I was going through so much anxiety and stuff, and I was just trying to control everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to curl up in a fetal position and just imagine myself on his lap. Yep. And I didn't want to do it, but, man, after, after I did it, Go back to the womb, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what your dad... That's how we went, end up on the floor in a fetal position. <laughs> yeah. to, and I really think we're going yeah. back yeah. to the womb. And, you know, in God, really in him. I mean, to the basics, back to the beginning. Well, I, I, I think mm -hmm. it's amazing how Jesus always referred to him as our father. Mm -hmm. But yet, e even... Now, a lot of people don't really catch it, but when I close every sermon... With a prayer, I always start with dad, daddy, or father. Because that's what Jesus referred to him as. And it it just, it makes it personal. Mm. It, it, it really does. Yeah. It makes it oh, personal. Yeah. And I think that that's what daddies are supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, moms are great at comforting, but there's just something about the it's strength. security. Mm -hmm. yes. And the security that, you know, my dad can beat up your dad, right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and just so everybody knows, me. my dad can beat up all y'all's dads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so... And we may have to have, like, a, a father knockout at Save the Cowboy, like right? a WWE uh, Sunday right. or well, something. Well, my, oh, my Abba is going to win. Uh, well, <laughs> probably. probably. I, say, I don't think you're catching on, Blake, to what he's actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confident your dad could probably beat up my dad. He could probably beat up everybody's he, dad he combined. At the same time. <laughs> I don't but, think you could say probably. And, and that's not that's not a knock against my father. Right. I mean, you know, Paul Weatherby. I, I love that man to death. I, I love him with all of my heart. But I, I think that a boy grows up when he realizes that his earthly father is just a man. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll always love him for that. But at the same time, my, my real father is in heaven. And I, I still go to my or I still go to my dad. Mm -hmm. Of course, I talk to him all the time and, and love him. But I talk to my daddy all the time. I had uh, and he's some, the and he's the one that will won't let you down. Right. He will right. never let me down. And, and that's what he. Ha it was like you know you were saying that you know he'll knock but he yeah. won't knock he won't break the door down mm -hmm. to get in, and and he just real gently just kept saying, "Come on, come on." And there was there was no like well, well screw you then yeah. there was, I mean just like the very personification of patience with his child was that day and it drastically changed my viewpoint of 
of who God is. And I think that a lot of people, like you were talking about, Ty, they, the angry God, you know, and all, all these others that have been around, I, I would implore everybody to to seek out that daddy portion because that's what God wants to be. He wants to be our father. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, Kevin, because like how you were talking, like, you know, you grew up with that hurt from your father. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and my dad is not perfect by any means, but he, he gave me a great picture of what a loving father looks like. So for me, growing up, I never really had that disconnect of uh, not seeing God as my father. I kn- knew that and had right. a very good concept of that. Where my problem started coming was when I started getting in the, in the, um, in the word and seeing you know that God um, is justice and he is um, you know he's a judge and he's, he's just. And then I started, because I'm very black and white, right and wrong. And stuff. <laughs> right, I'm my yeah. worst critic and yes. kind of stuff. And then I'd stop and look at my own life and see the sin I was battling with and think, oh my gosh, there's no way. There's no, I mean, yeah. He's there's a no good, way what? He's a good father and he loves me, but how in the world could he accept me with with me sinning against him like I am? Right, right. So I have a childhood story that... Kind of, it's one of the things that proves to me that God is always there with you. Mm-hmm. When I was 14, my brother died. My folks had gone through a horrendous divorce. I was really, really sick. There was a lot of crap going on. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, I've been listening to you guys saying you've had the authoritarian view of God. Mm. And I think up until that point, I hadn't developed a good relationship with God. And so it was, um, an unreachable God an untouchable God. And when I lost my brother, I was like, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Cannot make any sense because for me at the time, my brother was my rock in the midst of everything that's going on. And so he killed himself Mm -hmm. and it was just unexpected. Nobody saw it coming. Um, broke everybody's heart, but so I was 14 when that happened. And I remember walking home from school with one of my friends and let me back up the night, the day that we found out that my brother had died. I remember going home, being in the home with everybody there, our preacher there. And I looked at my mom, I'm like, there's no God. He was the most beautiful soul I've, I've ever, ever known. How could that happen? So it turned me away from God. A couple months after that, I'm walking home from school. It was like a three-mile walk. It was not uphill both ways, but it was about three miles. <laughs> was it in the snow? No, this is in Georgia. Oh, Georgia. But there was It was bugs. in the humidity. There was bugs and humidity. Yes. Bugs and humidity. I'd take snow. <laughs> yes, too. that's why Me I'm too. here. <laughs> so I'm walking home with my friend, and I had always been a good kid, like walk the straight line. I didn't cause a lot of trouble, anything like that. I knew how to not, you know, get in trouble so and you not really didn't walk the, what the straight and narrow. You just acted like you did. Well, I knew how to do it and I did it up she until that point. Like, okay. Up until that point. And then like I, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a left turn. So we're walking home and this car pulls up and we're, in like the suburbs of south of Atlanta, really nice, nice areas. This car pulls up and it's got two guys in it. I'm 14 years old and I'm with my 14 year old friend. And these two guys, they had to have been like late teens, early twenties, roll down the window and they say to us, you girls want to ride? I said, yes. Like who does that? 
And thank God my friend grabbed me and she's like, no, no. we're, we are walking the other way. And so we just kept walking. And I think about that moment and that is so out of character for me to have like opened myself up to that danger. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even a, I didn't even think about what could have happened. Right. And when I look back at that, I just, I mean, they did not have good intentions. So at this time in my life where I'm so heartbroken, I have turned my back on God because I feel like he turned his back on me. He protected me that day. Mm -hmm. Like he kept, he kept me alive. He kept me from being raped. Like who knows what happened? And I look back at that time and it, he kept you off unsolved mysteries. It did. (laughs) It did (laughs) off 2020. My favorite show. Um, It's amazing to me that at a time where I was so snotty Mm. to him, he didn't care. Mm. He didn't care that I was cursing his name or denying him, turning my back on him. He was still there to love and protect me. Mm -hmm. And that just floors me. Yeah. And looking back on the, I mean, it took years for me to come back around and kind of get on the right path, but that one absolutely sticks with me and is, proof to me that he is always there and no sin is too great. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he just loves you consistently and unconditionally. So what leaves you in awe of God when you think about the majesty of him? And I mean, I think you've already said it a little bit. I mean, the fact that he was patient with you and didn't smite you for all the bad stuff. Yeah. But is, is there anything else that, like, uh, what do you think of when you think of the majesty of God, of who God is? There's so many different aspects, but um, another one is nature, creation, and science. Mm. I think the way that our bodies work, the way that we procreate, the way that the flowers bloom, everything works in harmony. Right. Is just mind-blowing and absolutely beautiful. Yep. Like, you go into the detail of human biology and Mm -hmm. it's fascinating and he created that and it's perfect do you think how have you ever thought about how many things that could go wrong and we should die right now yes (laughs) and we don't (laughs) it blows me away like how tough we can we are like we are physically yes we're physically resilient yet we're also so fragile at the same time the bible calls us jars of clay yes Mm -hmm. yeah so there there's that and then just nature like being in the mountains and seeing i love that how beautiful it is the seasons and how things grow and change and the circle of life like all of that sure is just mind-blowing amazing to me and Hugh elton john yeah the circle of life oh gosh i have another oh, story <laughs> i thought you were talking about tiny dancer <laughs> i think it's time for me to leave you don't like tiny dancer let's whip into tiny dance <laughs> tony, in my hand tony, tony danza tiny dancer in my hand <laughs> it ain't big enough i did I, I i did read something about that even he doesn't even know what that song's about. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked him, he's like, I don't know. What about you, Ty? What about, what do you think of when you think about the majesty of God? What makes you just like in awe of him? Well, I, stepping back a step to what we were talking about before, I always thought of God as living in a land far away. And Not right I, I used to work you. for a corporation and, and, you know, the president of the corporation 
was not accessible for me because I, w- I didn't have the credentials to, to be able to go to him. I had to go through this guy and then go through this guy, and, and I never did ever get to, to have access to the president or CEO of the corporation. And, and that's the way I always viewed God. He was up out there in a land far, far away, you know, ruling. So you got to go through the priest, then you got to exactly. go through the Holy Spirit. Then if you get through the yeah. Holy Spirit, you got to go to Jesus. Well, first you got to go through the the church ladies that that oh that, <laughs> yeah. yeah and to even get to the priest. Oh, yeah. I bet you, so, Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and then you helped me with this, Kevin, to realize that he's here. He's right here. He's not in a land far, far away. Right. He is right here, right now, with us. Um, and he's accessible all the time. Right. And he wants to be accessed all the time. Yes. He doesn't want to sit up there and say, Ty, don't bother me today. Right. And and that blew me away. When, when you, your insistence that we develop a personal relationship with God blew me away because I'm like, I, I, that's unfathomable to me. Right. That means without fathom, by the way. Right. I was oh. just amazed Make that you got I through I barely that. got through it. That I was, that was that last it. I what started that mouthing mean? all the extra <laughs> syllables. That's, I might need a... That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? That's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> I couldn't possibly fit you in today. I couldn't possibly fit him in today, sir. I'm booked till next week. I'm booked till next Our week. Our pop culture references here. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so that yeah. brings me to the mad... I mean, that, that part right there. It has been the biggest impact on me as a Christian to know that God is right here. Right. For us. I like it. And not for us, but for me. For you. Like, like it's you. And, and it's not an ego thing, but it's like, man, I am worthy. I, like, yeah. he loves me for the first time. I, I like, Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would he even... <laughs> Who am and I? And it blows my mind, guys. Yeah. It really Casting does. Crowns has yeah. a great yeah. song called yeah. Who Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. a great song. Yeah. And so, you know, for people out there that that have that view, it's not... It, the view of God is some magical, mystical thing far, far away that, that we just sort of read about, and that isn't true. It's something you, nothing else on earth can give you. Right. And so, leading into the next question, seeing him in everything mm-hmm. all day long... Is, is the majesty for me. Seeing him in, in Sarah when she's talking about that story, making right. me want to cry. Because, yeah, you know, definitely. And, and, and seeing him in, in, in Mitch and Blake when we were doctoring cattle yesterday, <laughs> you know, working together, seeing Blake, you know, rope a, yeah. rope a steer for the first time. In the pasture, something, yeah. In the pasture, something that he's... Always you know, and, wanted and to do, dreamed of doing. Do, and, and just seeing him in the... the the glow, you know. Yeah. And, and he's kind of got the Fabio look anyway. <laughs> now you had the glow. Oh, I have got to yeah. lope behind Blake. Oh, man. I may go saddle my it's, horse yeah, and go with y'all my, today. My glasses is darkened up. <laughs> Seeing those yeah. luscious yeah. locks oh, flowing yeah. out yeah. behind. I'm yeah. going to take it. We need to take a GoPro today. <laughs> it's like, it like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't have my headphones. Did that work? Yeah, yeah, it did. yeah just no, it you did. You gotta hold just it. You gotta hold it. You gotta hold, hold it now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Thank yeah. you. Okay, I'm gonna put but, that like uh, on my uh, Facebook, like my description on Facebook. <laughs> that's yeah. the one I was yeah. looking yeah. for. That's the one. Yeah. That's what it's gonna say. Is that? Yeah. 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 So, uh, like today, Fergie like just Jesus. just in the season we're in now with calving season. You know, I woke up this morning, brand new calf. Mm-hmm. Um, you you cannot like I I challenge any atheist 
to come with me and, and see that process. Mm-hmm. See a cow having a calf and all that entails, everything that would entail um, for something to conceive and, and it to grow in her and then for her to have a system where she can deliver nutrients to it through, through milk and that calf get up and within 20 minutes know that it's supposed to go find that udder and, and the calf can barely stand and, and he's cold and the cow is helping him and you can't tell me that that just accidentally happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, over millions of years. And But it'll never get old to me that, no. as, as a rancher. Um, Cabin season's hard, but but man, just taking that moment this morning and seeing that little guy, mm. you know, get up and then of course I put a ear tag in him and now he hates me. That's what is a cow. He's so she, beautiful, you just go pierce his ear. Yeah, she took him and, oh, and deep into the brush and hit him from me and just gave she me. She dug a hole. Give me the stink eye for you, know? you. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I hurt her baby this morning. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. So that, that's to me where I was. It a little diamond stud or. Was it a bull calf or a heifer? It was a bull calf, nice. which was not nice because this oh. cow is like a really old cow, and she's to me the model of what we're trying to achieve here. And you wanted a heifer. She's one of our originals. Like she's ten years old. Right. Is it Koi's white cow? No, oh. she's she's gone. But, uh, that's what I was that's thinking. Story. Okay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I've been wanting the USS <laughs> Icebreaker is gone. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, she's gone. Huh. The white buffalo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the magical white buffalo. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was good. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, we had a real, real severe cold deal. I mean, ice was probably what six inches, mm-hmm. eight inches mm-hmm. thick in the big horse, uh, big uh, trough out there. And this big old cow would just raise up and just crush it <laughs> so that everybody could drink. Yep, nineteen hundred so. pounds of, mm-hmm. of Charlay. Yep, <laughs> and she didn't bend the side of it. Nope, never, never break the tank. never, yeah. never she broke was, the tank. How do you spell that? What? Tank T A N K. S H Charlay. S H A R L A Y. Yes. No, it's L O I S E. It's S H A R L A Y. It's it's not. It's L O I S E. See, see, serious. There's no E on Google. Yeah, it's crazy. It blows my mind. That's how I view God. That's the way the French spell stuff. They just put stuff out there, and then they only pronounce like three letters. A I. And if you were to spell that out, it'd be like three, four, five long lines long. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, Blake. What about you? Yeah, for me, definitely creation, and like you said, Sarah, just the complexity of creation in and of itself that we explore through the sciences just mm-hmm. always blows me away. But one, and I, I hope this doesn't sound too Christian-y, but like getting little sneak peeks of heaven, mm. oh, like yeah. being like this morning, you know, getting out of the trailer with Mitch and unloading my horse and, and going and saddling and just feeling, feeling the sun on my face, being there with an animal that I love and have a connection with, and then being around people I love and have oh, a I connection thought, with. I thought you were talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later. But just that's just all that's all that's all I'm about to say about that. But uh, just to be in that situation and just just to stop and take a deep breath and and just feel that peace and the joy. Mm-hmm. That's like you just got a little preview of heaven. Yeah. And being you know just all of those things and it can be in little just being alone and just feeling the wind on my face and just taking a deep breath and feeling the wind through my hair. So <laughs> no no but but what I hear you saying mm-hmm. is like. All you have to do is look. Exactly. Like, well, it's there. You just have to open yourself it's there. up to it. He, it's he there. is absolutely. It's there. And that's that's why, like, uh, Doc Tracy with mm-hmm. DTOM Veterans Ranch, mm-hmm. when she drew that picture, and you can you can tell it's the podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sitting there, I got both hands and I'm preaching, and Jesus is standing behind me with yeah. his hand on my back. Yeah. 
like like mm-hmm. like intellect maybe I don't spiritually I know he's there mm-hmm. but consciously sometimes I forget about that exactly but just because I forget doesn't mm-hmm. mean he forgets yeah it's when you take the time to consciously remember yeah. and look for that stuff yeah. and you think oh holy crap there it is mm-hmm. that's that's probably the biggest thing for me yeah it's just looking for it you bet Mitch what's the verse in Romans that talks about all you have to do is look and, and see the creation of God. The heavens proclaim the glory? That did? Oh. No, because they're talking about yeah, unbelievers. Yeah, he's talking about the wisdom. Well, he's, he's talking about, I think it's actually, in, it, it goes back to Isaiah 40, I think. I think it's it's Romans 12, I think. Um, it's talking about how the, the heavens and earth proclaim the glory of God. Like if Oh, the depths and the riches of the wisdom of God. Type in, type in to Google, say, Bible verse about, blah, 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 blah. that's how I do. Is that how <laughs> That's works? exactly, people always, Kevin, they, I they, know. They, they, they text me, yeah, uh-huh. you do know. I'm asking. Romans, our, Romans 11, 33, oh, the depth and the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Is that the one you were talking no, about? No, there's one about talking about unbelievers saying, all you have to do is look and you can't deny that there is uh, god oh, that's when caleb quoted the yeah. bible study a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago yeah yeah that's a good one i remember the verse i don't have any yeah. idea where it is. what about well, you Mitch? i figured our walking bible would have it so oh, Mitch is good at that he yeah. really is oh uh, yeah i don't know about that no you but are. anyways <clears throat> you know it kind of goes back to what we were talking about just a minute ago and i'll get to my other thought on it here in just a minute but to me, you know, he is the one thing that has stayed consistent in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, when everybody else has left, he's the one that's still there. And he's, uh, I love this cowboy term, he's steady. He's steady. Mm-hmm. And, and to wrap your mind around that and like to accept it, like it's changed my life. Absolutely. And, and it's changed my life and like all my relationships because I am to try to be that way. I'm going to fail. But I am to try to be that same way, right? Sure. To, to be Christ-like. Does that mean you're not going to leave? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to leave and come back. <laughs> Never going to let you When he least you expect No, he's not Jesus. <laughs> you. What's, what's that song? Never going to let you down. Never going to let you go. Never going to let you down. Never going to turn around. Desert you. <laughs> you you got to, like, like, you got to know, like, once you... Once you sign on here, <laughs> like, it's like the mafia. <laughs> you, you don't get oh, to leave. I was going to say, it's a cult. Yeah, it's blood in, blood out. <laughs> you'll, you'll, as long as y'all don't just like pull a Yellowstone and just like take say, you to the train oh, station. Oh, we got, we got a bone pile. We got a gut pile. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of what Julie would do to me if I did that. Yeah, I don't know where he went. He's just gone. And, and gonna, we will blame you. I'm going to send her. Yeah, yeah. If she comes up here, I'm sending her to Rama. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to, yeah. we, we do not mind yeah. sacrificing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. We'll miss you though. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I, that's fine with me. I'll be in heaven. <laughs> I don't right. care what I you guys. I, I win. win. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and I, I hear all of you guys talk about nature and everything, and I see God in nature. But you know, one of the greatest things that I see is just the way that He has orchestrated all of human history, and how He is still orchestrating it into a perfect end. Um, you look at all the wars that have happened, all the 
history, Jesus coming in, I mean, try to wrap your mind around how everything had to happen at that specific time in history. You know, I, I remember doing a, a rodeo Bible camp a couple of years ago in Wyoming, and one of the one of these kids, like an eight-year-old girl asked, you know, why did Jesus come 2,000 years ago instead of coming today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good question. But, and then that was the thing is, you know, it was God's perfect timing. Like his wisdom is more than what we can wrap our mind around. And and just like I said, in Romans 11, you know, Oh, the depths and the riches of the wisdom of God, how ununderstandable his ways are to us because it's not supposed to be known by us. But so just seeing the majesty and like his perfect timing and everything, not just my own life, but you can see it right now. You can see prophecy being fulfilled right now. You know, I, I, I think I can say that I believe that we're living in the end times, but I don't know. That's not my decision. You know, I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about predestination and, you know, I believe in predestination, but it's not up to me who gets to go to heaven and who gets to go to hell. That's God's decision, not us. So I'm supposed to be proclaiming the gospel and trying to lead people anyways. You could believe in predestination without figuring out predestination. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? It's not our job. Right. It's not. Like, I believe in it. Like, I believe God knows everything and, and he knows who's going into heaven and who's going to hell, but that's not our job. Right. And so just trying to wrap my mind around, you know, just the the all-knowingness of God and, and just things of that nature, you know. Uh, we talked about it earlier before the podcast, like one of the, we we're talking about what blows our minds about God. And, and uh, uh, the biggest thing to me was like, God, there's no such thing as time to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at 9.15, I had to be here this morning, right? Right. And I have a schedule to be on. But like, try to wrap your mind around how God knows the right timing to do everything, but yet there's no time to Him. I just pray every day that there's no <laughs> clocks in heaven. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Brett will still be late, and Sean will and Sean will be after Brett. <laughs> well, I tell you, Peter's going to be at the pearly gates looking at his clock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Sean, Sean should have been here. Sean's going to be waltzing. Right. Sean's going to be waltzing like three days yeah. ago, and yeah, he's what, due here. He's probably stopped for talking. He stopped. Yeah. He stopped for <laughs> now he's visiting. And, He's, he's going to come waltzing in like he does to church. <laughs> Wearing a Scottish cap. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, I, I heard one time that eternity is not the elongation of time. It's the absence of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, like, I think people get so wrapped up in what heaven's going to be like and what's going to do this and what's going to do that. And, and I don't really think that we're going to be thinking about all it's that stuff when we get to think about. It's like, yeah. what would yeah. you do if you won the lottery, yeah. right? <laughs> it's fun to think yeah. about heaven, but and yeah. I think I've said it even on here before. When you get up there and you see Jesus face to face, you're going to forget about all those questions. <laughs> yes. No, I'm still going to. I'm still going to want to know if I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to want to know. I guarantee. Yeah. It. <laughs> oh, you know, I. Well, I don't know if you can. You hey, I don't know if you can swim in heaven, but you can't drown. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you can walk I underwater. Could. I'm going to walk is, on water. In heaven. Isn't that what swimming is? Just not drowning. Yes, that's so, exactly. Well, it's <laughs> Kind of I like, haven't figured yes, that out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard a guy talk about as a young adult ministry and out of Dallas called the porch, but he was talking about, you know, people getting so wrapped up and being single all the time. And this is just an example as I'm using it as, as an example, but he was like, when you get to heaven, the first question you're, you're not going to ask, why didn't I get married? Right. You know, and like, that's just an example, but like, you're not going to ask, you know, why didn't I have that nice car? Right. Or why couldn't I afford that horse? Like, that's not the first question. Like, like you talked about, Kevin, I think the first thing that you're going to do when you get to heaven 
is you're gonna fall down you're gonna knees. fall down on your knees fall and start crying like you're dead yeah. yep you're gonna you're in, gonna let your in, in absolute <laughs> un obliterated joy yeah you're gonna be laying on his lap crying. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing you do is get sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. that, sunglasses, that, that light. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, thank you. Yeah. I'll be here again next week. <laughs> morning at nine fifteen. Because <laughs> it's gonna be so bright. Though. Right. If that's Amen. the source of light, oh, it's man. gonna be light like we've never seen. Yeah, yeah. I love that verse yeah. where it yeah. says, uh, "They, what is it? They will be my people, and I will yeah. be their God." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And not not in a yeah. distance, uh, no, an up close like right in person. There. And yeah. and you think about that, like when he says it, like they will be my people. Yeah. Like, just what that means. Like he's not just saying that. Like there is nothing that you can do. Right. Yep. Where's that peeps, you're not going to be his people. Yeah. Yeah. He loves us anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves me anyway. That that would be anyways. a great motto. He loves me anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, something I've been going through I lately. Think most, just that to reiterate, needs to be it. on a plaque in church. Yeah, yeah. he loves me. Anyway. He loves me anyway. I, I, you know, help us all give grace. I think you mercy. could. I think you could even put on there. It says, "Love them anyways." Yeah, yeah. Love them anyways. Yeah, because he loves us yes. anyways. We, we love, love them, them anyways. anyways. Right. Yeah, I like that. So mine, uh, man, I, I love the verse of the heavens proclaim their glory. The whole deal of you know, even if we didn't talk about God, that the that the rocks and the trees would cry out His glory, and you know all of this stuff. And and, and it's true. But as I shared with y'all uh, before the podcast, you know, mine is the fact that in God's own words. He said, I will remember their sins no more. He didn't say, you know, I'm just going to file them away. You don't have to worry about them, you know, and and it's not like the charges have been dropped. He says, I will not remember them. And if God doesn't remember them to God, they don't exist That's anymore. Was, isn't it crazy, though? Like there's no boundaries with him. No. Like when somebody hurts us and I'm just like, well, I'm going to put up a boundary and remove myself from the situation. He doesn't, does he? He doesn't. Yeah. You know, we had that talk a couple weeks ago about how much is enough. Yeah. I think he has a boundary, whether or not you believe in him. Yeah, it, that's it, the only unforgivable sin there is. Yeah, I mean that's where I he's going to well, draw that, the line. Well, that's just talking from a believer. But from a believer yeah, standpoint, but from a believer mm-hmm. standpoint, yeah. you know, he's never yeah. going to put any distance. Right. He's not going to let anything come between. Now, you may let yeah. things come between you and him, but, but he's, he's always he's there. Not. Yeah. We we he's are not. we are the bride of Christ. Yes. Like, yes. and I know that's a churchy term, but when you think of that, like we are in a marriage with him. And he says that there is nothing that you can do to separate yourself from me. I didn't. Come I will up, not let it happen. That's where yeah. that intimacy comes in. Yeah, yes. I didn't come up with this, but I but I use it quite a bit. Is one time, you know, if if y'all follow uh, the greatest, you know, uh, one of the three greatest Facebook pages in the world. Number one being Save the Cowboy. Number one B being uh, Simplified Cowboy version. Number three being Save the Cowgirl. Um, uh, or not number three, one C. I thought you were going to say your own. No. <laughs> my, 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 mine looks like a car wreck. <laughs> I, was, I, was I'll, I'll, like, I was expecting like memes for Jesus or something. <laughs> I love that. I love that place. Oh, I thought you were going to say the trail riding page. Oh, no yeah, sissies yeah. allowed. Yeah. No sissies allowed. <laughs> no, we won't make it. Yeah. Uh, Someday, maybe. So anyway, uh, when he says, I will remember the, uh, what I was going to say about the deal is, uh, 
I always just say cowboys. And and everybody always says, and cowgirls. And I always say some of the best cowboys I know are girls. Mm-hmm. And I know some handy, handy, handy cowboys that are female. But anyway, so I don't do political correctness, but one time I said something about mankind and somebody put womankind. Oh, gosh. And I said, listen, if I can if if I can be absolutely fine with being part of the bride of Christ, you can be part of mankind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Enough. Enough. <laughs> right? Enough. But you know, to to think that that God only God can say, I will remember their sins no more. He's not saying I you know, that, you know, like I said, that they've been filed away. And he's like, look, man, they don't exist in my eyes anymore. And, you know, like, like I, like I told uh, y'all beforehand, you know, it's, it's like if you, if Ty, who's sitting across from me is where God is and I hold my hand up and this is me and I place my other hand between Ty and my hand, but they look exactly the same. But what he is seeing in when he looks at me, he's seeing Christ. He is seeing Christ's perfection. And so he doesn't see my sins. Now, that doesn't mean that we can just go willy nilly and do everything that we shouldn't do, because that dims our light. That dims our light. And we are commanded to be beacons on a hill. The, you know, you, you don't put, he, he says, you don't light a lamp and then put something over the top of it. Mm-hmm. That's what sin does is it, it dims our light. And I, I just, my life goal is to bring about, and, I, and I'm so thankful for the people at this table and people that aren't, that, that we truly at Save the Cowboy do try to get. Just wrote that. If your small circle can't have talks like this, it might be time to fight. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If 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 your circle can't have talks like this, you need a new circle. Yeah. And um man, I just I just want people to see God the way we do. Not not because we're right, but because God is. Mm-hmm. And and even even with this conversation, it's still, as Paul said, looking at a in a mirror. You know that's clouded over. You know, looking through a, a pane of glass that's that's dirty, like my glasses. Oh yeah, you're you're the world's worst at that, and you're the only one that has seven billion <laughs> glasses cleaners. It's true. And I look at you, and you can't see her eyeballs. <laughs> so that's, I had, like the little I girl had, in the playground. <laughs> I had a, She's chewing gum from underneath the underneath yeah. the merry-go-round too. <laughs> Yeah, she just put a piece under here. <laughs> traded it for another year. <laughs> Mitch, yesterday I had Dectamax on my glasses. Oh. <laughs> and I get home and I'm like, I can't, Why see, can't I see anything. <laughs> is, it, is it hazy? Just wait till you get it in your mouth. That stuff is in, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, everywhere. Oh, no. We were, my cattail even worse than that. That explains a lot of my mental illnesses. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's just my cattail. <laughs> <laughs> Starts twitching. That's why I miss usually when I rope. That's that's my new thing. There you go. <laughs> so, so instead of grace, we should just uh, call it the Micatil. <laughs> the Micatick. The Micatick. <laughs> it's like Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Anything else before we let these nice people go? No. Which ones are yeah. they? Final thoughts. I, I'd love to jump in, Kevin. Go ahead, go could. ahead. So I think, like you said, you know, if your small circle can't have conversations like this, 
I think what happens in a lot of churches is we see that like, okay, your view that you shared about with your hands, Mm -hmm. that like, okay, maybe somebody else doesn't feel that same way and maybe it's in a church, so we automatically split. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like for me, I may see it, you know, as that atonement is being, you ever been to like a restaurant and you go up to pay and they take the receipt and you pay for it and then they take the receipt and they've got the little block of wood with the nail sticking through it Uh and they smash the receipt on the nail. Uh What, What does that mean? What's that mean? It's done. It's done. complete. Paid for. Yeah, paid for. It. You it don't owe anything anymore. And I that's like the that. way I see yeah. that's, that I same thing. I like that thing. a lot. It's, it's that my sin has been paid for. It's been a nail run through it, quite literally. Right. And that, that the restaurant's not thinking about what I owe anymore because it's paid for. <laughs> Dude, that is it great. Is, yeah. and, and, that awesome. is great. And, and rather than you and me splitting or saying, I think your view is wrong because it's not my view, right. we see the same person of Jesus and the same atonement. We just see it in a different light because of our different experiences sure. and different pasts. Sure. And that's what I would just say to, to anyone is, is, yeah, someone might not see God the same way as you do. That's a good thing. But if you can, like you say, Mitch, <laughs> that's a, a good, good thing. thing. That's yeah, a good thing. This is what we have. One second. One second. Are all of us thinking the same thing about Blake? <laughs> what? Uh oh, dude, it's it's great, man. Well, it, it's hoping great. that he stays. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know whether I I'm hoping he stays. Or praying that he goes. Mm. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's keep I mean? him for the summer. He's going to yes. do both. Yes. I'm in the, yes. We'll get him legged up. I'm in the same spot. I'm in the same spot. Blake, so. man, that, that is great. Thank How you. old are you? 21. Good oh, we've grief. all been wondering. <laughs> I was still <laughs> eating boogers at 21. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything I'm about still that. Doing it, I'm still doing it at 26. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm the, only 23. It's, so. exactly. it's the white meat. It's the white, <laughs> white meat. Yeah, pork's not the other white meat. It's boogers. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is the thing. This is why we have conversations as a leadership group is because we all have everybody in the world is going to have a different view of God and it's all going to be flawed in some sort of way because we live in an imperfect world. So when we have these conversations and I get to hear Sarah's perspective, Kevin's perspective, Ty's perspective, Blake's perspective, even my own perspective, because yeah. sometimes yeah, I didn't even think about it, you know, but, but it's what grows me mm-hmm. and, and it like having these conversations is what reminds me of how I need to be and the person I need to be to go out and, and do preach the gospel, maybe without saying words or, or you know, it, right. It, that's so, what small groups are So I got for. one more question before we end for all of you. You remember in Revelations where Jesus says, this one thing I hold against you, mm-hmm. that you're, you're not on fire like you used to be. Mm-hmm. You're not doing what you did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. How do we get back to that? Because, well, Sarah, do you, do you, I mean, what, what does that verse mean to you personally? And I'm not asking you to be self-defacing or anything like that. But for those people listening that are suddenly getting another idea of God mm-hmm. with Blake's receipt or, you know, your with the, the baby calf or, you know, what, you know, God mm-hmm. protecting you at 14, wh- whatever all of this is, you know, he says, the one thing I hold against you is you're, you're and I'm paraphrasing, but you're not on fire like you used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've all, I think we've all kind of come to a point in our life with our relationship with God that it is a relationship, right? It's this personal relationship that you have responsibility for as an individual, as a child of God. You have to pursue it. One of the easiest things to happen in a relationship is to start taking each other for granted. Mm-hmm. And 
in order to not do that, you have to actively choose to love your partner every single day. It's a choice. Right. You do things that show your love. And it's the same thing with God. We need to constantly pursue that. We need to fuel it. We need to check in on it, nurture it, because if we don't, we start to take it for granted. And then before you know it, you're probably just living with a roommate. So I I think that's what he means. He's like, pursue me, be in an active relationship in the beginning. Yeah. 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 I, I like it. What about you, Ty? In the in my beginning, I wasn't bearing any fruit. But but so, oh, when as a Christian, yeah, okay, yeah, and so. But when you got on fire and you started doing, I mean, and if it if it's not that way with you, tell me because I'm not I'm not making assumptions. But I think that a lot of times, the longer we go with God, you know, we get on fire and then it kind of yeah it kind of levels yeah, off me, a little a, bit, yeah, a little bit. It's kind of seasonal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it by, really by is. the end of the summer. Um, you're worn out. I'm, I'm worn out, and and Mitch knows this. We have a hard time <clears throat> giving grace and mercy, right? Oh, I mean, we, have, we asked that question how many times of how much is enough. Right. We, I don't know how many times right. we've had that conversation. Yeah, and so I see these kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah, where, where, uh, like Sarah said, you know, I I love this. I I really didn't know what, what purpose a podcast would serve. Right, but it it is what fuels me. Yeah, every mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, to invigorate to, to refuel and go out there and face a week of with of, your brothers and sisters suffering, and, yeah. you know, basically and i don't want to make it sound like it's just dismal but no. but you know the we all <laughs> yeah. our lives are filled with hardships we all and, need that encouragement yeah. And, yeah and so to me it's a it's kind of an ebb and flow I, I don't think i was like a ball of fire and then went out right it, it's it's it could be daily like, yeah you know well, wake you up know, in the morning you're on fire for god and by by night you know well i'm too tired to read my bible well, see, that's so. the, the thing that I think of whenever I do that is I remember when I really, I gave my heart to God as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I did not give him my life mm-hmm. fully until I was 30. Right. Right. And I remember, you know, from like 30 to maybe even like 35 or 36, like I was in my Bible all the time and like every page was something new that was amazing and i like i couldn't get enough of it but now that i've been preaching out of that book professionally for 14 years and and i was doing this before that so nearly 20 years of studying the bible i have to back up and remember that it still has stuff to tell me. It's still a mystery. Y- y- yeah. You're right, but but in my in my human brain, I'm like, well, I've read that before. I've read that before. I've read that before. But when I go back and read it, I always find something new. And so when I when I think about like if somebody out there has been encouraged by this and they see God in a brand new way, you know, He never gets old. You know, come come back to him mm-hmm. you know i mean th- this podcast you know sure it's it's not it's not gonna make the christian top 10 yes okay. it is people well, need to well i need to review does, and subscribe yes <laughs> please do please share do. it but you know I, I guess what i'm saying is you know it, it's not it's not the big production i mean like literally the stove is pulled out because my wife was cleaning behind the stove <laughs> And during the podcast, I got up and turned the water off because it started hitting the house, and it was da 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 da. You know, we we just are who we are, and 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 it's real, it's real. And so, um, what about you, Blake? 
for me, and and again, this is just kind of based on my own experiences and stuff. For me, it's it's we hear the we hear the verse, "Be still and know that I am God." And I think we just kind of blow over that as far as things. I think as we walk and go with God, we let the things that were absolutely amazing and mind-blowing to us in the beginning just become mundane and normal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think we need to stop and really review of the character of God, how he feels about us, how he feels about the world, and all these kinds of things, and really just stop and think about it. Right. Because, like, okay, I've just got a little challenge for everybody listening. I want to read John three sixteen. Because we've all heard it. Right. Every, if you if you proclaim to be a Christian, you can probably rem- do this from memory. Well, it's required for heaven. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then I'm going to go ahead and read 17, because it needs to be Everybody knows 17 is my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. When this podcast gets done, I want everyone to sit down and take five minutes and just think about every word of that verse. Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible. It is. That the God of the universe, the creator who literally blew stars out of his nose. <laughs> that's biblical. You can go look it up. Sent his one and only son. That is a, a hell of a sneeze. To, I, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know it had to feel that good. Had to be a <laughs> you know it had to feel good. How loud who do you think that was? There's no that cause, I'm just kinda, I think that's the I'm big just, bang. I'm just kind of glad, uh-huh. glad he hasn't sneezed again. <laughs> Yeah, no, no joke. But no, just just yeah. stop and look at that verse and Absolutely. really. I think he might have the other day with that sixty mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, run. that's oh, what it was. was Turn my that shelter over sneeze. out here. Sneeze. Oh, that was just him after eating patty ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang, that explains why I didn't like it as much. <laughs> but just stop and look at what the character, what that verse says about the character of God Absolutely. and how He sees you. I like. And it. I think that just that made the biggest impact in me. All right, Mitch, you're closing. Make make it. Oh, extremely yeah. profound. It's the finale. Just, bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> bring yeah, it home, Mitch. Know your point and drive it home. Ooh, who said mm. that? <laughs> Our salvation I, depends. I think on it was Gandhi. Your mouth. It's Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a lot of things, just not Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just meant he was gone. He. You know, oh, gone, I got gone, you. Gone. Gone. Anyways, you're John. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's not about you. Mm. Mm. Um. You know, one thing, listen to everybody going around here. One thing I remembered is gratitude never expressed is gratitude never received. Mm. I like and I, I, I have to remind myself <laughs> to, to give thanks to God for everything in my life. And then not only that, but like come back into this community that we have, like right here at this table and just the vulnerability of every single person at this table is just incredible to see because once that vulnerability happens, it gives everybody the opportunity to come around that person and remind them of who God is to us. Just like what Blake was talking about, you know, pondering on who he is to us and what he means. But this community of people, Ty said it too, we come in and we just get refilled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this morning I came in, a little bit, maybe a little down and, you know, now I'm leaving more on fire again, right. you know, and, and I'm just filled back up with the love of, of God through these people, through these people that are chasing God and are after God's heart and listening right now and listening right now. Mm-hmm. And, and it refills me to go back out and make it not about myself. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever I make it about myself, God, when I, when I make it not about myself, 
God gets glorified and he blesses me for it. He blesses me for it by having outstanding relationships. He blesses me, um, by, by just, you know, meeting new people or blesses me by maybe I don't even, you well, know, you get, you get to go through, get horseback through, through people, through people. I go and get blessed by seeing pretty country mm-hmm. through, through being good to people. I get blessed by, by maybe having new job opportunities or maybe it's financially or whatever the case may be. But having this community and just like, just like me and Kevin were talking about just a minute ago, like if you can't have conversations like this with your small group and you can't share have that vulnerability and you don't have that encouragement, either you need to find a new small group or you need to help your small group get better at that. Well, I, you know, I have built a ministry yes, out of, of sharing yes. my vulnerability. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a, a dear friend yesterday that's going through a hard time. And she said that she's only let a few people mm-hmm. see, you know, yeah. her weaknesses and, yeah. and the mess. You know, yeah. all of our lives are a mess. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. she said, I've only let a few people see that side of me. And it seems like most of them are gone. So I don't share that. And right. I said, well, they weren't strong enough. Right. You didn't run them right. off. They weren't strong enough. Yeah. But don't be afraid to share yeah. your weaknesses, the mess, and your yes. vulnerabilities because that's how the yes. love gets in. And then not only that, like if somebody comes and shares something with you, man, be so gracious and kind. What's James? Most of the time, yes. I think people are. James James 4 says that if somebody comes and confesses something to you, it might be their first time ever coming to confess something to you. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to pray over them and encourage them, right? right? Because right. because the moment and if, oh and, we're not supposed to kick them out of church <laughs> right, and, and right, condemn right. them and, and 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 if somebody comes to you like that man just love on them because you know how much guts that took to maybe admit something like I that? never well, want to be and, the dude that stands in the middle of the gate and, no. and you're gonna and you're gonna find a new depth of love absolutely like I I, I, absolutely. I know a lot of Mitch's past yep and well that's what it has opened the door and, for title love me a lot of his mess yes and. When you choose to stick around right. instead of running off, yep. right. all of a sudden you're like, yep. you know, so, so Mitch, when I see you, I don't see your mess. <laughs> right. It's sort of like what, what you yep. said with, with Jesus in, in front yeah. of me. Yeah. When yeah. I look yep. at Mitch, I don't yep. see a mess. Yep. Right. Well, that's I, where I see an amazing human being. Yes. Yeah. That's that, overcome so much. Yeah. That, that is growing daily. Yeah. So that's Mitch, Mitch, I don't see your man. Well, that's what I, you know, I was going with next. I was like, you know, you can't be fully loved until you're fully known. And I don't know how many times in my life I have tried to hide my own dirtiness. And I mean, my, I, there's some stuff that I got that I don't want anybody to know. Right. And, I've even, and I've even tried to hide it from God. Right. And that is what has blocked that intimacy with my relationship with Christ is because he knows everything about me, yet I'm still trying to hide from him. Right. And and so when I'm vulnerable and I get real with God about what's really deep and dark, I feel that intimacy and that love. And it's the same thing whenever I've had those conversations with Ty. He has done nothing but just come in and encourage me. Mm-hmm. and love on me anyways, yeah. no matter what I've done. Well, all I've of y'all have yeah. done that for me, yeah. and I will never, yep. ever be able to think. And, and just and just all for clarification, like when I say vulnerability, to me vulnerability is the last 10% of the, that thing that you don't want anybody to see. Right, yeah. It's not, not the not, other. Not the, well, this one time, you know, I yeah. kicked the cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, I watch pornography, and I had a pornography addiction for 12 years that I hid from everybody. Right, exactly. Like that's that's exactly. something that or, you don't just come I, out. Yeah, you know, I was a closet yeah. alcoholic yeah. and, yeah. you know. Or, or, or I was in ministry and was having sex with people, you right. know, or whatever the exactly. case may be. Like it's just that deep, dark stuff. Yeah. Like that's just an example, but it's just like those are the things that when you get that, when you get that out in, 
into your community and you get people around you that help you, you confess it to God and you confess it to your brothers and sisters. That's when healing actually starts. Yeah. Because when you just bottle it up inside, you're going to keep failing and you're going to keep falling. I left you for last and it was, it was a, it was a, it was was God's decision. Yeah. It wasn't me. So you're, you're, you're getting into heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I I worked, I worked hard enough. Luckily, luckily your answer was, it was, it was like, if it was a grade, uh, it'd be a 71. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Ty has a decision to, to who gets to go to heaven and who doesn't. (laughs) Well, you didn't hear me, but I told Sarah, right? When you started, I said his, his salvation depends on the <laughs> <laughs> He did good. Uh, and that's what I... I wasn't judging you. I'm no. <laughs> you know, and that that's what... That's... Listen, everybody listening, you want to know why, how we decide who sits around this table? It's because of stuff like this. Because we can share with each other our, our struggles mm. and our mistakes and our fears and our failures, but we can also yeah. laugh with each other yeah. and in literally the exact same conversation. And you have As to. As your man. wife yeah. sneaks behind to. you. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, she's watching to make sure Willie eats his medicine. She's chasing the 13 pounds <laughs> He is yeah. not over 12 and a half. <laughs> no, oh, Willie. Willie. Oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have to be able to make this stuff yeah. light. Uh, yeah. Life's heavy enough. It is. I have, I have never. And we have to be able to yeah. lighten up and just for a minute in, in the midst, <laughs> in the midst of yeah. this heavy stuff. I have, I have never felt to, so loved and accepted yeah. by a group of people than when I moved to Save the Cowboy. And that's not mm-hmm. a that's not a, like a, a selling point for Save the Cowboy. It it's is just, for me. It's just <laughs> it's a selling point to God. Right. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And what but Christ you know what? can do. And and people always uh, we hear it all the time. Oh, I want to move there. Yeah. Listen, it, here is not something yes. special. It's the people. Yep. And you know what? Yep. If you don't yep. have what yep. we have here, then be what yep. we have here. The grass grows where you water it. That's yeah. exactly right. Find you a group of friends. And it's taken us a long time and you to, might, to you, get this yeah, group. You might have to be the leader. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And and, and exactly you have to right. might lay down your pride and say, you know what? It's not about me. I'm not going to let them lashing out at me affect the way I love them. Or, you know, you have to have that mindset when you go into ministry. I don't know how many people have, have called and, you know, or they ask what I want to do with the rest of my life. They're like, what, do you want to be a full-time pastor? And I'm like, I don't know if that's what God calls me to do. And he's like, and everybody's like, well, you should start a church. And I was like, what are you going to preach? <laughs> and, or they say, we should start a church. I'm like, well, are you going to preach? You going to preach? Well, no. I was like, oh, really? So I'm going to be the only one preaching? I'm a 26-year-old man that uh, that's not married, doesn't have any kids and all this and that. And you want me to be a full-time right. preacher? Right. And, and, and that's the thing is like, if you... If you need something, maybe you should start it. That's absolutely well, and and starting a church is just about <laughs> about being. It is not. It is not about you. It's yep. about being the body of Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what starting a church is. Yep. Starting a church isn't acquiring a lease on a building yep. and going to yep. find yourself a preacher, right. and then making sure you have some programs. Yep. It's it's about finding yep. your five yep. people. Well, and and being the body of Christ. What is them. what is serving? Serving is rendering aid to somebody in need. It is yeah. that simple. Yeah, love it, yeah. love it, guys. Thank y'all so 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 much. And on behalf of all of us here at Save the Cowboy, we hope that this has 
uh, encouraged you, please, as Sarah said, share it. If you want to get into contact with us, all you have to do is go to savethecowboy.com. Um, you can email us while you're donating a million dollars so that we can reach more people and so we can feed more people. And if this is your first time listening, uh, please join us every Sunday morning at 930 uh, Mountain Time. And uh, we'll do it again next week. So on behalf of Save the Cowboy, talk to y'all later. Yeah.